0: salutations and shit guys. Welcome to another episode of your new favorite travel podcast uh, traveling shit. I happen to be your lovely host sans hair this week. I told y'all that shit wasn't going to last. It was cute. Oh. I love the wig. It was fun. Love the look, but it ain't me. I don't enjoy doing <laughs> hair at all. That's why I don't have hair. But I'm your host, Dee Carey, and here at Travel and Ship we have more of an experiential conversation based on travel, um, the what I learned, how I experienced, and how it's affected me versus um, reviews of destinations and uh, places to visit. So I'm going to skip announcements and jump right into it because I have a beautiful guest this week. Tyla, if you would introduce yourself. Did I pronounce it right? Is it Tyler? Yes, Tyler. Welcome yeah. to Travel and Shit. If you would please introduce yourself Thank to the you. listeners. Thank you. Yes, my name is Tyler. I am the owner and founder of Smile Jamaica Boutique Resort in Villas. That will be opening in St. Mary, Jamaica next year. Oh, next year? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's like quick fast. So yeah. um, I had asked you right before we started record, uh, recording if, um, so I guess start with, Um, explaining what the facility is, and then let us know if it's, uh, like, I had asked if it was built already, and you said you were still um, working towards that. So if you could give us a little synopsis of what the resort is, and then we can, like, dive into, like, all the questions that I had. Definitely. So, yeah, so Smile Jamaica Boutique Resort and Villas. So we'll have one main facility that will be in Islington, St. Mary, which is about 35, 40 minutes outside of Ocho Rios. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a beachfront property, 80-acre property. Wow. That that resort will have 50 individual villas, um, three restaurants, pool, you know, workout facility, wellness facility, and such, um, and a rooftop bar where we'll do nice events and things for it. Um, then, the villas part actually is around the island, we're setting up smile jamaica communities so although our our resort is in saint mary we will have you know eight to ten eight to twelve villas spread out all across the island so right now we're looking at a property in the grill that we want to get started with right away really um that property is about five acres we want to build eight of our individual villas there maybe a small bar in each community will kind of highlight um, an aspect of Jamaican culture. So one would be more music-centered, another would be more art and fashion-centered, another would be more nature-centered, centered, you know. So everything would just kind of bring it together for, you know, Jamaica. So why Jamaica? Oh, gosh, why Jamaica? Jamaica, Jamaica chose me is okay. what I always say. I'm not Jamaican, um, you know. I just went there and let me see. I, I became a travel agent in 2013 and I was able to kind of go around and, you know, stay on all these different properties. I found myself in Jamaica in 2014, five months pregnant. Mm. Okay. And I was snorkeling girl. I was out here just living my best pregnant life in Jamaica. And I was just like, you know what, how can I live here? Like, how can I move here? I want to be here. I don't want to be you know, in Atlanta at the time where I was, you know, I want to be here. So I did that. I started working towards um, creating an app. I went and learned how to do software engineering and how to build an app so I can move to Jamaica, basically. So I created an app and it connected tourists to locals, local experiences. Mm -hmm. So maybe like a, um, a bar link up, maybe you're at the river locals at the river, you could find, your local here, there. That was in Jamaica, Mexico, um, Costa Rica, and Colombia. Nice. Yeah. So eventually, I is n- that still um, available? No, actually, I sold it. Okay. And I just kind of moved on from that project because I really wanted to create a more tangible experience, something okay. that I can put my hands on. And I dabble kind of in the bed and breakfast. Mm. Um, arena with a small bed and breakfast um, that I sold on Airbnb, you know, and I love cooking and hosting. And I was like, I think a boutique resort would be good for me and for my vision because I stayed on those all-inclusive resorts and I'm sure that most viewers can, can relate when I say, you don't know if you're in Jamaica, Mexico, Dominican Republic, or, (laughs) you know, Barbados, or anywhere because everything looks the same. So I'm going to interject there only because that is the precise reason why I don't go to resorts. And um, additionally, why I have not decided to visit Jamaica. Um, For me personally, I like to just stay someplace, not random, but I'm a big Mm -hmm. Airbnb supporter because I enjoy being able to stay in a local community. Um, Mm -hmm. Not far from the touristy things just because I'm right. not above a good tourist uh a good tourist trap. I can enjoy a lot right. of things that um tourism facilitates just because that's like a lot of the mo- the beautiful stuff that we enjoy, right? Mm-hmm. But from my experience of Jamaica, I just don't think it would be safe for me to travel the way I'm most comfortable traveling. So Jamaica has always been one of those places that I personally have been hesitant to visit unless I knew I can go stay with someone that lives there or their family is there. We're staying at your auntie's house or your grandpa's house and they're good with everybody on the block. They're going to make sure nothing happens to you, to me, and we can have a good time exploring things um, around the surrounding neighborhoods. And that's Mm -hmm. part of what um, really attracted me to your offerings because that is something that you, um, I guess kind of facilitate is the interaction between tourists and the locals. Absolutely. And what you're saying is valid. Um, it is Airbnb is risky business. I mean, from personal safety with being around people, maybe you don't understand the language as well mm-hmm. to, you don't know the quality of the whole, of the Airbnb that you're going to get until you get there. You know, it could be five star or it could be one star. You just don't know. And you also just have to – the only way I've been able to combat combat that is I refuse to stay anywhere that doesn't have reviews and recent reviews. But that's mm -hmm. so – that is um, a bit of work. Did I ever leave that part out for you guys? Like when you do decide to stay at – even at a – what do you call it? A resort or a hotel – Absolutely read your reviews. That's how I make all of my final decisions on anything. And I feel that when people say, oh, you don't feel afraid to be alone here or you're not scared to travel. Solo. No, because I absolutely look for places that will cater to solo travelers. And I look to places that have reviews from solo travelers and people that look like me. Mm-hmm. Hello. People that (laughs) sound like me, like I'm reading your reviews. Are you American? No. So your experience of things may also be a little different than what I would would expect from someplace. Yeah. Yeah, So you, you got to do the work if you want Mm -hmm. the experience that you're looking for. I mean, I will debunk this for you though. I have lived in Jamaica by myself with my two sons and they were maybe four and six or three and five. They were very young. Mm And I mean, it was one of those things where we didn't. I'm not going to say crime doesn't happen because that would be a lot, right? But we didn't necessarily run into any issues, you know. When I was there, I felt very comfortable and safe. But I also have a huge Jamaican network of, you know, people looking out for me, making sure things are that matters. safe, and I'm not ma- I'm not making wild decisions, but. Mm-hmm like I tell people that the best thing to do is just practice great common sense when you're traveling, I you just know, told just, my cousin that yesterday, <laughs> don't get in a car with, with strangers. Don't, you know, do stuff you wouldn't even do in your own hometown because God, <laughs> okay. don't do it again. Yes. Okay? Don't do it again. But really that's what I want to eliminate with smile Jamaica. Um, one of the, aspects of it that I'm really excited about to share is actually our personal host system. Mm -hmm. So instead of having a butler or, you know, that really like kind of stuck up stuffy type of feeling, you have a personal host, which is really a personal friend to assist you on the property and off the property, because I know that has to do a lot with my success in Jamaica, you know, just having friends, having people looking out for me. So I definitely want to offer that. So when you come do you solo travel mostly? Yes. yes. Yeah, I did too. And I love solo travel. Um, so if you wanted to link up with the personal host, everybody gets a personal host, but you can choose basically how often you interact with that person. We're not going to force them on you. Right. That's of one course. of the things I also enjoy about um, Airbnb. <laughs> Um, right. where you have that opportunity to choose a host that will engage with you or mm-hmm. you can find someone that's just kind of like, I always read that note, like we'll engage See the with parallels here, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> See the parallels, like... a more upscale experience. <laughs> right. That's what right. I can appreciate. Right. Definitely more upscale, more um, structured type of experience. And I know as a solo woman, black traveler, it can be very kind of skeptical going out into these places alone. So I'm like, yes, personal hosts. That's a great, it's a great component to add. And I'm sure you've already seen the um, single solo traveler friendly aspect of it. Yes, I Our Our villas are made smaller. Mm -hmm. Um, So they are there to accommodate solo travelers. So it's more of a per person rate rather than that double occupancy rate. Correct. And that's powerful. You know, that's disruptive to the hotel system because nobody else in Jamaica, cruise lines are starting to do it to where they have like those solo cabins, mm-hmm. but um no hotel has really adopted the idea which is crazy a huge missed opportunity because solo travelers don't want to pay a double occupancy, they don't want to pay that supplemental fee. We don't want right. to do that. I, now- I didn't want to. My question to you um I'm a little unfamiliar with that if you can expound mm-hmm. on that a little bit more so hotels charge like okay, uh, so yeah you go ahead The rooms if you get a $500 room we'll just keep the numbers real simple Yeah the the, num- the room is $500 and that's based on two guests Okay So basically when you're paying your payment plan I'm paying 250 and you're paying 250 right Mm -hmm. and we pay for our room but let's just say it's just you right you still have to pay the 500 dollars for the room or you're paying more like 450 okay they're still they're getting like it depends on the hotel but each hotel has a it's called a single supplement um rate or fee single supplement fee so they add on a certain percentage if you're by yourself to try to recoup some of the money that they would have gotten if um if they would have um you know booked two people to the room versus the one right right, right, so we have eliminated that with even know that any- was a thing yeah we we eliminated it though, you know, I'm like, okay, how can I really attract solo travelers, you know because you don't want to come and have to pay for two beds, or I don't even want two beds there, because it right, just makes it, 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 it for me it uh emphasizes lack. You know what I mean? Like the, it's just a reminder that you're there by yourself. I chose to be here by myself. Me right. being here by myself doesn't make me feel away. It's not like that. What was it? I'm forgetting Sarah Marshall? Like you by yourself, alone, no ta- right. like table for one. Like yeah, like and I'm okay with that. Like that's why I travel solo. So in right. addition to that, you have a community around you of solo travelers. Like your next door neighbor is also a solo traveler. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you wanted to connect. And talk or meet over drinks at the bar. You have that community there. And that's really ultimately what I want to create with Smile Jamaica, which is a community. Mm -hmm. I want to give back to the locals, you know, because resorts don't do that. They come in, they don't pay taxes. They they discourage you from leaving the property by trying to scare the shit out of you Mm -hmm. saying that you're going to die and going to have your organs sold on a black market. If you leave, right. You know, and then you go out and you realize that most people are just warm and welcoming to tourists and you're completely shocked. But I want to kind of change that narrative, if you will, that Jamaica has gotten, even has reached you because they do that to black countries. Yes. You know, Yes. Venezuela is a hundred times more dangerous than than Jamaica, mm-hmm. as is Mexico. You know what I mean? When you look at statistics and numbers, there are a lot of places more dangerous than Jamaica. Right. But because it's a predominantly black country, they get a lot of extra publicity about murders or whatever may be going on. And also because it'll just fuel and fund the tourist business more so than right. um, the local establishments. Right. So, two, so- not a two part question, but I just want to not forget the other one. Um mm-hmm. So that that's another point that you had touched on is you have that community of solo travelers, because one mm-hmm. of the things that I'm seeing more of is solo group travels, right? Where you see uh, people facilitating um, solo travelers or a group of solo travelers. And that never appealed to me because I feel like I don't... When you sit next to a stranger at some point. Right. It's just like (laughs) I feel like you're forcing me as a solo traveler to not be a solo traveler. Like you're forcing me as a solo traveler to now be on a group group trip under the guise (laughs) of you everyone being solo travelers. Now for some people, I can see how that is um, appealing. You know what I mean? Like if somebody just really is interested in being around other people, but I feel like in this, this, not facility, I hate facility just sounds so like jaily, but (laughs) um, I feel like there isn't that extra level of pressure to engage with the right. people around you. Like I like right. the idea of having the personal host because that is where I've always, I don't have a problem making friends. Like I, I can right. choose to engage and interact with people in a normal <laughs> social, it's not weird setting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of the personal host because this way you can kind of, um, facilitate or, um, give me the information that I'm not going to have without me having to do so much work to figure it out. Because that's another thing that requires a lot of work is Googling local places or finding Mm -hmm. a local that you trust (laughs) enough to say like, where's a really fun bar that I'm not going to feel like uh, accosted by people like wanting to buy drinks for me or people that want to sell me something or just, I want to go have a drink and, home like I want to have a good time without it feeling like I'm a tourist in the middle of a touristy place or without feeling other that I think that's the big part like I don't want to feel other I want this to be as normal as me going for a drink um you know in my own neighborhood
1: right and
0: I'm all for that as well which is exactly why we want to have the personal host system going and kind of floating around and the great thing about jamaica is it is a predominantly black culture country so you rarely feel that other feeling until you open your mouth of yes. course, like when you you know have a totally different accent but you rarely just feel other just sitting there you know you're just there they, everybody knows you're american it, it's like something in our skin or something they know <laughs> we're american but I guess but we have American smiles or something. We just smell like Americans. Even the mosquitoes come at us harder in Jamaica. So yeah, that's uh, I fucking hate it mosquitoes. Is. I swear they they are you. Crazy. They just, One time I had like 30 mosquito bites per leg in Jamaica. I saw a meme that said every day mosquitoes wake up and choose violence. Like this, this is right. like, they. this choose is violence. how they live their lives. They are predators. They this is, is why I don't lawyer. believe in spiders, because if I'm still getting bit by mosquitoes, they're not on their job. So that whole leave the spiders because so they kill the mosquitoes, <laughs> they don't. And you know they don't, and you're you're. It's a fucking lie. I don't believe in spiders. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, I don't believe in none of them. I could do ants. I I would rather almost right. any other insect other than arachnids and mm-hmm. fucking mosquitoes. Mm. Mosquitoes are crazy. Okay, like, and you can't I even necessarily find a uh, bug repellent when you travel, and that's well, another thing. Well, i must actually. Jamaica does do a lot of, like, mass smoke fogging out the streets and stuff, especially in the touristy areas. Okay. You know, they do try. And actually, when I talk about community, one of the things that we have done is partner with a local business that makes natural bug repellent. Boom. Because that's what I have found works the best <laughs> for me. I personally... Because you see how everything is in the trees, mm-hmm. you know. So we have to really kind of work. If we're going to work with nature, we have to really do things to kind of, to mitigate and, you know, try to work with it, you know. Smart. Because I found that there was something that, um, um, I was in Thailand and they had the repellent in the rooms. So I was like, Mm. fuck it, like $2, $4. Let me, it's, what's the worst that could happen if I don't like it? Well, actually a lot of bad things could have happened. My skin could have fallen off, but all that being said, like, I tried it, and I loved it. And I ended up buying, like, four bottles before I left yeah. because I don't think I got more than maybe one mosquito bite, and it wasn't even, like, an aggressive oh. bite. It was like, oh, A little. we tried. Bite. Right. And so I was okay. like, this is incredible. But I've since used all the shits; It's gone. Like, I don't have any more of the repellent. But I have found, pro tip, I use um, shea nut oil, and I pour mm-hmm. lemongrass, essential oil. Okay. Cause one, I just love the fragrance of lemongrass. That is my favorite that's essential the oil. In yes. And I, yes. that's what I did. I looked at the bottle that had the, um, of the natural repellents that oh. I'd seen. And yeah, of course lemongrass. the internet gives you yeah. a wealth of information and I'm like, Oh, okay. What? Lemongrass. Cool. So the I'm not going to walk around <laughs> with a lemongrass crown around my neck or on my head. So I'll absolutely just put it in, um, my oil. So right. try that out. Lemongrass. Um, yeah. That is a good co-tip right there. Lotion or, I and I, I do don't really like yeah. lotion, but like a, it needs, a lot of oils need a carrier when you mix them. And yeah. I personally love um, shea, okay. shea butter, but you can buy shea mm-hmm. nut oil. You can just mm-hmm. buy the liquid form. But anyway, how is it being, um, or have you found any, I guess, tension or feedback or your, what is your experience, if you will, as an American doing business abroad? As a black American, um, I have gotten great feedback. Um, okay. you got, I mean, you, you've traveled, so you know most of the time when they say American, they're really talking about white people. Of course. Uh, they kind of put us in a separate category for some unknown reason. They do it. I'm I mean, okay. But I'm, I don't need to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. Like, I'm okay. They like, do it. But as a black American, I've gotten nothing but great great, great feedback, uh, especially when I presented the All Inclusive Plus access um, um, to the um, the tourism ministries. Mm. And the All Inclusive Plus is like my ultimate, yes, I want to make it a win, because All Inclusive Plus gives you access to restaurants and bars and clubs outside of the property. Oh, so, so now and go to the community, into the community, into the local places, like you said, you like to go to bars and drink. Now, you're, probably won't be a wristband, I haven't figured out that yet, mm-hmm. but maybe on the phone, on the app. Um, Ooh, I like that, because it doesn't show, make you a target, if you will, like, it's right. not obvious. Like, no wristbands, we're not doing mm-hmm. wristbands, okay, like, but, but even with that, like, you can show, hey, I'm a part of the Smile Jamaica community, and you, there's your drinks, you know, like, Here's your food. I mean, and I've partnered with some great, great, great restaurants in Jamaica that are really tasty, and they have been vetted by me personally, all of them so far. So I don't understand why more people don't do that. Because they don't want you to take your money off of the property. Uh, mm -hmm. But I mean, you're already paying for it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. That's true. I mean, I I think it's more just about a control. If I keep Mm -hmm. you on the property, you won't see any other things that you could do in Jamaica, right. you'll only see what you can do through me. And I get it. It's, it's, business and I'm not necessarily mad. I just want to do business differently. Right. You know, um, I want to really create a all inclusive. I call it all inclusive plus Jamaica experience. So now you have this all inclusive resort plus all of Jamaica too. I like and that. If you have a request right now, we're taking requests. If you have a restaurant request, that you want to see on all inclusive plus we'll go out there and Mm -hmm. try to make that happen for you, you know? And if something weren't included in the the plus option would, Mm -hmm. you're not prohibited from going, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you could pay for it and it all just be included, why not? You know, but I'm, I'm definitely um, just really about creating this, this community, you know, I just keep saying the word community because it's important, you know, really as a people, yeah, to preserve culture, to, you know, pass it down to, to people and you know, to really understand the complexity of a country. You have to understand the community at the end of the day. And I think or I know that's really where I'm trying to go with it. That's why I've been so heavy and Asking the local community, I'm talking about locals, just regular people. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about me building this right here? Okay, you know local businesses. How do you feel about this? You know, how could we make this a better experience for you? Because we're going to welcome the locals onto the onto the property. If they want to come eat with us, if they want to come party with us, they're more than welcome to do that. This is not about right. excluding people. This is about bringing people together. I altogether. just um. I don't know where I found it, uh, probably someplace on Instagram, Um, but there was, oh, no, I think I was actually reading an article that Gabby Beckford wrote. She's, um, she's actually a guest on the podcast, and funny enough, okay. Gabby, if you're listening, my cousin sent me the article and asked me for my opinion on the article, and I mm-hmm. opened it up, and I immediately saw her name, so I answered him back. I'm like, I know her. She's a friend of mine, so... I'm 90% just going to agree with it, but I'm going to read it and get back to you. Right. She was saying that that's one of the things that I want to say Giraffe Manor came under heat for. After mm-hmm. COVID hit, um, all right. they all of a sudden welcome their the locals to the property. Mm-hmm. Like, we're open to locals. And a lot of the locals are like, fuck y'all. Like, you were never here for us beforehand. But now that you're mm-hmm. short on some coin, it's okay for us to be here. And I feel like some... Supporting industries or supporting um, locations, destinations, experiences or whatever that are like exclude the people that work there often. The people whose community you're violating or not necessarily violating like it's you're a bad person for going. But right. Like you're in their space, but they're not privy to it. That was I don't remember where it was, but there was some um, destination that I was. Like turned off of by of <laughs> visiting. I, I don't know what country it was. I don't maybe let's just say DR. Just because I already have issues with DR. <laughs> as it is, right. But there's like part of the island where like it's there's a invisible line. I think locals are on he- this side, and this is the tourists. Mm-hmm. Like the only reason why a local is going to be here is because they are they work. working here, and yeah. stuff like that. Is what is the point? What is the point? In go- yeah. Like, I get the point. If you're just um, a luxe kind of, I just want the 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 views, the visual. Like, right. if you're just there for the aesthetics and you want, like, um, everyday spa. Well, spa days aren't bad, so I don't even want to associate spa days to it. But Right. Just, the- you just don't want to be bothered. You yeah. just want to come and get away. If that's what you want, I'm going to just say that Smile Jamaica probably isn't the best place for you. mm You know, because we're not excluded from the locals. I don't even intend on ever doing that. Good. You know, um, there are certain. I feel like certain times. Sometimes they want to make take like security precautions. Right, but that's Uh, reasonable. You know what I mean? It's just like reasonable. You know, it's just kind of one of them things we have to monitor. We have to just see how it goes. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, we're not. We're not doing that. You know, none Mm -hmm. of that. I'm not going to be racist t- towards my own colored people. You know right. what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm just going to welcome it. We're very aware of some things that could go wrong, mm-hmm. but we're taking precautions to kind of make people feel safe, you know? And right. we're not just going to have random people just running up on the property next to your villas and just right. But there's a difference around. between they're, restrictive they're be... and right. like right. just exactly. reasonable. It's kind of right. like if you go to um, a restaurant, like if you're not a patron here, no, you don't just walk in and hang out at the restaurant. Right. It's like right. within reason, like, but everyone right. is welcome to eat here. But at the same time, you're not just letting people come and, um, and just hang out like, loiter and like, yeah, because right. it's still an experience that you're providing for right. clientele. People are paying to be here yeah. and, you know. Um, a lot of hotels yeah. in Jamaica do the day pass thing, okay. where you can purchase a day pass and come on. We'll probably adopt that, and instead of charging them a hundred dollars, we'll charge something significantly less. But when you do charge people, and this is true for anywhere in America, or I mean, in the world, that's what I mean. Um, if you charge, people are going to think twice about coming around and doing some reckless thing. shit, right? Yeah, they're just going to, you got to think twice about it. If you got to pay $50 to get in somewhere, you don't want to necessarily do that just to get kicked out or arrested, you know? So, Mm -hmm. you know, I want people to feel comfortable. I want people to feel connected to Jamaica. I want them to feel like they are a part of this community now and they are a part of Smile Jamaica forever, you know? And you don't get that by not having locals welcomed. Exactly. Because how do you come to Jamaica? and have a Jamaican experience without them Jamaican locals for right. honey date is off the chain okay you <laughs> need them you want them okay like <laughs> i just got a comment on instagram so if you guys are listening or if you um are watching on the youtubes i generally go live on uh ig on my personal uh pages underscore D dcarry and i got a comment oh. from gs underscore w world w o r l what up g he says, uh, "Community support is integral, even with uh, universities in the hood." I don't know if you want to expound on that commentary, bro. Just throw something under there, but okay. um, yeah, I absolutely agree that the if the people around you, the people that are surrounding you, uh, support what it is that's going on, it's a better experience for people walking yeah. into because it's like we I would have to go through the community to get to exactly the the the, the property or to the um to the resort and the last thing i want is the taxi driver giving me the side eye or telling me like good That's luck <laughs> you know what i mean right. when he drops <laughs> me off or something like that or the people that um i encounter on my way off of the resort looking at me side eyes or you know just right. i feel like people it's kind of like when you go to um um a certain i'm, I'm like losing the words to when you go to establishments in your mm-hmm. regular everyday life it's kind of like it for example I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with like gentrification i don't know what's happening in atlanta mm-hmm. but like in brooklyn it's yeah. one thing to it's like it just stands out and it just doesn't mm-hmm. feel good when you go and to no good about it, right when you go to like the real um preppy kind of the the hipster spot right. versus like and then also i think it just depends on personality because i'm all for everything black owned. So I'd absolutely skip by uh, Biff and Tiff's spot and go to Shonda's location. But that's me personally. So go ahead. I was going to say the best way to keep a community happy, um, this sounds crazy, but it's true, is to keep money in their pockets. Um, I'm not paying them off, but all of our food comes from local farms. All of our fish comes from local fishermen the people who provide our bath amenities they're Jamaican and black the people who design our blankets they're they're black the people who made the furniture mm-hmm. they're Jamaican people you know what i mean like everything that we do we we're sourcing jamaica first because 60% over 60% of all the tourism food that comes into jamaica is exported Ooh. that is a lot you know yeah. for a for a country that has such Lush greens and just land. It's just land on top of land in Jamaica. You know, it's it's like you know what we we can do without the salmon because that's not indigenous to Jamaica. Yeah. So we're gonna stick with the red snapper and support you know this this local fisherman over here. And then your food is fresher, and then you're yes. happier because your food tastes better. You know, so it's a win across the board. It's a win for everybody, and I mean even with my heart condition. I thought about um, making sure that there are accommodations for people like me because disabilities come in all different shapes of form. You don't have to be in a wheelchair. Yes, You know, I have yes, a yes. machine attached to my heart, mm-hmm. you know, and I have to carry a bag around all the time with it. I can't walk up a lot of stairs and be doing all this crazy mm-hmm. stuff. I'm not trying to do that, you know, mm-hmm. so having things close together, having options about where you can stay, bigger rooms. I don't want to say we thought of everything, but we thought of everything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, crossed all the t- you crossed all the T's and dotted all of them <laughs> eyes. So and what is i listening. Here I missed something. Just let me know. And I mean, I'll find a way because I want to make it something where people are comfortable. You know, like. So that, that, that was my next question. What is your story? Like, what is your why? Why is this so important to you? Oh, man. Uh, I basically started building this in 2017. Um, I was living in Jamaica, like I mentioned earlier, with my two boys. And I was like, okay, I want to make this a tangible experience. So basically, I came back to the United States to find investment support. Because it's easier to do that here, obviously. Okay. Um by 2000 into 2018 2019, I actually was pregnant, and um, yeah, know I finally got a little girl. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. And you know, during that pregnancy, we were still planning. You know, testing different concepts, different markets, um, the architecture. See what people were more interested in. Do they want pools? Do they want wood? did they just really kind of doing our research? I mean, this is. What year is it 2020 yeah who knows I don't even know what's happening anymore the job, but 2019 I had my baby to September 2019 September 16th oh, that and was like yesterday seven days, that's a new baby welcome yeah. almost a year almost <laughs> yeah. a year almost a year um seven days after I had my baby I had a massive heart attack wow from a rare heart failure and how old are you if you don't mind me asking 29 now. Because I was it's looking at your 50%. pictures on Instagram. I'm like, is she like 17? Is this like you a know? teen mogul I'm about to have on the podcast? 29 now. I just had a birthday in June. Happy birthday. So, I love birthday. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, yep, yeah, I had my first massive heart attack. I went to the hospital. First? Yeah. They did some checks and they were like, oh, take some aspirin and some Some blood thinners, you'll be fine. You know, I just want to throw out that this rare heart failure is 10 times more likely to happen to black women than any other group of women. Because they just don't care about us. They don't listen. They feel like we can tolerate all the pain. So what are you complaining about? Because this is what you're designed for. But your story, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's true though, it's true. And literally the day after they discharged me from the hospital, I had another massive heart attack. It was September 26th now. And I did not wake back up until October 15th. Fucking Christ. I was on ECMO, which is life support. Since on... you had just had a child. Like yep. you just it... welcomed life into this world and One almost lost yours. One with her until, I mean, because I was fine for that week. Nobody knew anything. And All the like... monitors they have you hooked up to. All Girl. of the machines and all of the testing that they should be doing, and all of the it the- still shakes me when I hear somebody get pregnant now because of I know what I've been through. What is called is PPCM, which is peripartum cardiomyopathy, and it's basically an enlargement of the heart. Mm-hmm. And then that enlargement stresses the heart, and then I had something called SCAD happen, which is a spontaneous coronary artery dissection, where a part of one of my arteries in the left side split from the inside. And created a blockage. Well, a Heart attacks. So, um, obviously, I went into heart failure, end stage heart failure. Um, I was on ECMO. What's that? That means that I had a machine operating my liver, my lungs, my heart, and my kidneys. By the grace of God, my brain did not shut down. Wow. And I don't know how, because it was so. Bad. Okay, my and heart. And you're is young, at two percent. Okay, two percent ejection ejection fraction. I mean, if you're in, you know, a nurse, you know what I'm talking about. But two percent is very low. Normal is like seventy-five, eighty-five. I mean, I um, don't do numbers, but two is low. <laughs> two is low. <laughs> I mean, two. two is low, you I got know? that part. God <laughs> damn. So I mean, I had basically. That's you know, how much. Had, that's how your. Uh, that's how much of your heart was functioning on its own. Yep pumping the blood through, hmm. basically. Kind of. Mm-hmm. It could only do 2%. So I had a, at the time, I had a big machine attached with these big red cords hanging, pumping my heart, chest tubes. I mean, you see all these scars, girl. I've been beat the fuck up, okay? like I've, I've 2% ain't it. acceptable for a phone battery, okay? Right. At 2%, Barely. you like, yo, I gotta call you back. <laughs> right. I can't. No, this, right. Everything is shutting down at 2 Wow. Yeah, so woke up. um, I had basically a week or two to decide whether or not I wanted to get this LVAD, which is a left ventricular assist device, which pumps the left the blood through the left side of my heart. So it's attached to the left side, pumping it through. Uh, And that is the only reason I'm living today. Wow. Yeah, and you know, I made that decision to do that. I remember laying in the hospital. First, I remember waking up and. Seeing my boyfriend, like, did I have a baby? Right. You know what I mean? Like, what happened? Like, completely confused. I didn't talk for months because I was sitting there in the hospital trying to figure out what the hell am I going to do with my life? What is, what is my next move now? Because my whole life has been around travel, mm-hmm. creating experiences. And I just, at the time, I had staples down my chest and tubes hanging out. There was no sight for me. You know, it was very hard to have vision. I couldn't even walk. You know, I had to relearn how to walk, learn how to talk, learn how to move my hands and write. It was such, it was such an experience for me at 28 years old, Mm. you know, not being able to see my kids for months. I lost count of how many open heart surgeries I had after six. Shit. So I'm here. So, and once I was, you know, getting through recovery and rehab and starting to walk again, I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to do it. There's nothing else I can do. I was thinking for three months, girl, what else am I going to do? And I was like, there's nothing else I can do. This is what I'm supposed to do. You know, so I have to do it. I'm going to have to figure it out. You know, my my thing has always been, there's nothing you can't do with enough money. Right. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) So, if I had to get a personal doctor or a personal nurse to follow me around and make sure I'm good, I'm doing it, you know. Yeah. So I got to it. I went and went back to school and did hotel and lodging management so I could feel more <laughs> equipped to do this. Um, at Johnson & Wales, a very prestigious college yeah. in the States, um, I just thought I'm going to do it. And now Smile Jamaica, I really feel like it gave Smile Jamaica more purpose. Now Smile Jamaica is simply a celebration of life Yeah, about culture and people. And it really highlights the resilience of our people and our culture, because this was hard. You know what I mean? I struggle mentally more than anything, Mm -hmm. you know, health wise, I'm back in great shape under the circumstances. Right. I've done such a great phenomenal recovery. I could not ask for a better recovery. This hasn't even been a year. It hasn't been a year. God. Man, you like a fucking superhero, bro. Like this is huge. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, get like worn down, like I get my period and I'm like, it's it's a wrap. Like I'm done. I'm not leaving I the house. I don't wanna daddy, go anywhere. You know, and it, wow. I have excessive pain. When you were talking about how they just let us be in pain, mm-hmm. they letting me be in pain right now. Like I feel pain excessively all the time. But I'm like, I have to do this because if I don't, what would my daughter think? Will my daughter think that I didn't follow my dreams because of something that happened after she was born? Because yeah. I don't blame her. Right. You know what I mean? But I don't want her to feel, like, responsible in any way. Yeah. You know, I want her to say, you know, mommy did this despite, you know, having this happen to her. And if I can do this, my kids don't have a damn excuse in hell not to do anything, okay? like That bar <laughs> done been set, like... <laughs> Oh, so, y'all had. Had about to y'all about to do this. We y'all about to see me thrive. Yeah. Y'all about to see this come to fruition because it's hard. My my sons they break my heart every time. They're like, mama I wish your heart never broke." Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> you just, I like me too, son. Me too, but I'm still here. It's okay. They still get really emotional about it. Yeah, because they really know how. And how old were they how how we when it broke. happened? Um, the same age now, five and seven. Oh, they're absolutely <laughs> old enough to remember this and to know how yeah. they felt like they could have lost you. Like, yeah, it's yeah. yeah my oldest are... son. I mean, I remember dreaming because when you're sedated, you're dreaming for the most part. And I remember they they came in the room and they hung up a picture on the wall. So you're sedated, you're half in, half out. Mm-hmm. But I remember that picture with all their pictures on it, and I remember seeing my oldest son like. My oldest son, he cannot get along without his mama. I'm going to have to wake up. He can't do it. He can't. Like, he needs me. I'm going to have to wake up. And every day, it was a fight. I was, like, trying to wake up. It's such a crazy, trippy type of experience. And I'm one of those people who like to Google things Mm -hmm. and try to, like, see what's going on. So for me to go through it myself is like, wow, like, I was trying to wake up every day. Wow. Just trying to come back to my kids. Every single day. So totally, like, uh, fuck t- fuck travel right now. So are you a religious person or a spiritual person? They're very, not necessarily the same, but, like. I'm a very spiritual person. Same. Very spiritual. I Before this, I was a very spiritual person. But after this, to me, there's no denying the presence of a God. Mm-hmm. Uh, because things worked out so perfectly. The first time I had a heart attack, I should have died. But my, my cousin just happened to come over to my house that day to see the baby. One week after she was born, she was like, I'm going to come over. Should I come over? I was like, girl, yeah, just come over. She's like, should I wait till the weekend? I'm like, girl, you can just come over. And she came over, and literally within 30 minutes of her getting there, she had to call 911. Oof. I started sweating. It was unimaginable. And I just want to say to the black women out there that are pregnant or you know somebody that's pregnant, listen to your body and don't let them tell you that what you're experiencing. If you're tired, you can't get out of bed. That's not normal. That's not normal pregnancy. If your blood pressure is really, really low, that's not normal. Okay, stop letting them tell you that it's normal. That's what I did. There's actually a test called the BNP test that you, it's simple, simple blood work to see if you are at risk for heart failure that you can ask for. Easy. And it all the cases of blood tests, but yet they don't want to do it. You know what I'm saying? You still have to ask for it, girl. Don't get me go. Don't, don't get me started on that BMP test because when I found out that there was a test that they could have did right. to to help me, you know, it's so much frustration. But I really can't look at right what would have, could have, should have because then I would not be able to be here, present in this moment today. You know, so that's why smile Jamaica is important. It's gonna happen. Because I need it to happen. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I need it to happen. And we need this. I feel like this is, I felt like it was a great idea before this happened. And I feel like it's an even better idea for me to do it now. I'm you like, know? Like, in total awe <laughs> of you. So back to Small Jamaica, what type of accommodations do you provide for uh, travelers with disabilities? So we have a, uh, it's called the Deluxe Villa right now. Working on some more creative names, but they said it, it's very similar to the single villa, mm-hmm. um, and it has like a mini beach in the back or a pool, depending on what you want. It's set up very similar to the single villas, if it's bigger, it's some um, okay. fifty-five meter square or something like that. So it's much bigger, um, but they're about the same. You know, of course, we'll have all the handicap accommodations, the mm-hmm. stairs, you know, ramps, all that. Those good. Good things for them um i do want to host like a heart a heart um event at some point just to kind of you know bring awareness to jamaican heart cases because a lot of a lot of people experience this in jamaica but they don't have LVAs to save their life what's that um the LVADs, oh the machine that you have the machine, in your yeah. heart right now Right, so they don't have the, that type of technology there. I mean, because this is some technology for you, okay? Like, yeah. this is some real technology. I have a, like, just show you briefly, I have a cord hanging out of my body. Wow. This is a electrical cord with the batteries and the controller in here. I just tap different bags, and I got to keep it cute. Right. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you not watching, she's got this really cute Adidas bag with her. Right. Your heart pump, your heart battery, basically. My, your heart, heart in a bag heart Please in a bag life. and a lot of people but okay let me just say this maternal deaths are related to the heart are the number one cause of deaths for black women mm. Um, so if I can be on this platform right now and tell any pregnant woman to go get that BNP test that just something as simple as that go do it all you have to do is request it And it's just a simple blood test. They take all that blood from you anyways. Yeah. They can test for heart. They they can test for heart failure. Check the box Um, off. That's it. Take the box off. It's just something simple. And there was actually a YouTuber who just died after she was still pregnant. Because this can happen while you're still pregnant. It was a YouTuber that just passed away like last week. or Yeah, I think it was last week from heart problems in her pregnancy. Very similar situation. I don't know if it was PPCM exactly, But it was something that could have been prevented, I'm sure. There was a lady in Arizona who had PPCM. She was five months postpartum, okay? So she'd already had her baby, been living her life for five months, Mm -hmm. was just Googling chest pains before she walked out the house with her five-month-old child and passed out on the porch from a heart attack and smothered the baby too. Oh, God. I'm not trying to kill the vibe right now, but I'm just really trying to stress. Information importance. is in, is is key. Information is key. Important. It's critical that you get this checked out. I don't know if it's just because now I have this issue. Now I'm seeing more of it. Absolutely. Or there's really more issues like this arising. I don't know. But the YouTuber was enough for me. Like, that's very close in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't think I would meet another woman who, who would go through what I went through after I went through. You know what I mean? Right. I didn't think it you felt like so it was an isolated incident, or it's right. just oh, well, look at me in my life. But so, are yeah. there any um, pre-existing conditions or anything? What's the word I'm looking for? Something that puts you at a uh, higher risk for this happening to you, or is it like an yeah, age thing? If you have, um, I don't know, like what there are, are there some things pre-existing? conditions but not that like if you have multiple children you may be at a higher risk mm-hmm. um, if you already have heart disease obviously then you're at a much higher risk um, it's pretty much normal things that people go through so it's really still kind of hard to like pinpoint right. who's at a greater risk I had zero heart problems I was in the Air Force previously I've worked out I've had good heart I've ran miles you know what I mean right, so right it's um, left hard to was definitely something new. It was something strange and it happened though. It happened. And this is one of the things like un, kind of unrelated but my like tangentially if you will. So I'll be 35 in like mm-hmm. 2 weeks. And I'm already on the fence with kids at this point. And I it personally bothers me when people now I understand why they do it they just try to reassure you oh you can have you have mad law to have kids don't worry about it. you can have kids forever. at this point I'm kind of on the downward slope to you know having kids not on the downward slope like it's impossible but yeah. I'm older so I'm already now a candidate for a high-risk pregnancy and mm-hmm. it, I hate the way people try to paint pregnancy and having children and childbirth like it's something that it, granted, it, we're naturally designed for it to be something that should be simple, air quotes, like quotes here, check. but there's nothing simple about it. Like, so many fucking things can go wrong. So many things can happen. Like, we were already established. Black women just aren't listened to in healthcare. period. <laughs> Add bringing another life into I had a cousin who, I want to say it was, my. Um, I, um, I know it was Shantae. I want to say it was her first daughter where she almost fucking died just because the, they were just ignoring her. Like they just weren't mm-hmm. paying her any mind. And um, it's, hard. it's like there's so many things <laughs> that stand in the way of uh, happy and healthy children and childbirth and all of that in general. It's, I, I hate the way people kind of try to diminish the thought that one goes into having a child and the, as if it's just something so flippant that just anybody can, yeah, yeah. It's some, it's easy for some people. One, two, you don't know if it's easy for me. You don't know what my life, my personal health um, situation is. And it's like, when you hear about things like this, you really, really have to sit with how beautiful, bringing life into the world is, and also how dangerous it can possibly be for somebody. And I I just really wish that people would put the respect on having a child that should be like, you got to go back to work. Mm -hmm. I I say pregnancy is an extreme sport, period. You have to be in health, good health. You need to be in good health, at least as best as you can. Right. And you have to eat a certain way. You have to maintain. I mean, there's so many things you can't do or you're not supposed to do already pregnancy. when you're pregnant. Sure. Pregnancy is beautiful, sure. I mean, yeah, the the idea of pregnancy Shit, is it beautiful. doesn't seem appealing to me. <laughs> the, the idea of it, as I say, the idea of pregnancy is right. beautiful, but actually going through the motions of having a baby is miserable. And I can only speak from my own experience, right. even with my first two sons. I remember not wanting to be pregnant anymore. (laughs) Like, I just wanted to get it over with. Like, can we have this baby today? I can't tell you there's one pregnant person (laughs) I've ever encountered who wasn't over it by the time they got to the end. It's like, yeah, it was great. Some women stay pregnant. Some women love being pregnant. And they have, like, a gajillion kids. And power to them. They are real MVPs out there, for real. Because... I I think think anybody that pops one out is an MVP, whether you pop it out or it's taken out or however you bring life into this world. Like it's, and not to shade on women that um, are adoptive parents, like, cause, but that's Mm -hmm. a different conversation in and of itself. That's just the motherhood part, but the, the pregnancy, the adopting after this situation, I was like, well, the only way that I can really, have a baby at this point is to adopt. I would never, ever in my life, even if I could, mm-hmm. even if I wasn't on blood thinners and all the other medication I'm on, I would never in my life. Put my, I cannot stress to you enough. Because it's <laughs> so not just you never in my life. It's the it's the rest of your family also that would what? have to, you know, be worried about you constantly and yeah. just concerned. It's it's impossible at this point, but I would definitely consider. I love children, okay? I would definitely consider adopting, and I don't know what that dynamic would be like to adopt a child. And I have you know, tons old of old adopted be. aunts and uncles, and let me tell yeah. you, they the same. It's, they it's, same. Just, it's just, like, I don't look at them like, oh, that's my adopted, adopted. aunt, or that's right. my adopted uncle. That's my uncle, right. period. Like, all right, so, yeah. like, nope. It, and right. the wildest thing is that even after, um, like, it, it's just it's, it's kind of like when you see like an old couple that mm-hmm. starts to look like each other it's like i'm yeah. looking at even my that's adopted true. aunts and uncles and i'm like but you just fit in like you blend you know what i mean like yeah. some are a little bit brighter and some- just a family you know and i love that dynamic too i mean my two oldest sons are not biologically my my boyfriends but mm-hmm. we're a big old happy family over here you know and that's just how it should be right you know. so i definitely you know pregnancy pregnancy that's it you know like Mm -hmm. pregnancy is hard take care of yourself don't be out here wilding out um look out for your sisters especially your stubborn sisters who don't like to go to the hospital look out for them be their eyes and ear and you are your own best advocate Mm -hmm. that's the best advice i can give anybody in any type of health situation or hell any situation you are your own best advocate don't wait on other people to come and advocate for you. Do it yourself. Raise, you hell. Be. Raise hell. Raise hell. That if can also be hard for people. I can understand. Especially yeah, if it you're can be stressful. But it's it. your life. It's like it's your life. Like, do you want to potentially be in a situation where you cannot care for your child? Because I'm telling you right now, one of the hardest things was recovering mm. for me was not being able to pick up my newborn. You know, that was hard. Yeah. Not being able to not seeing her, not being able to pick up the pacifier for her, you know, things like that used to have me in tears. Not able to pick up my daughter's pacifier off the floor because I can't bend over, I don't have that type of stability right now Mm -hmm. to bend over. And it would just be like, Oh, god, the world is ending, I can't pick up this pacifier, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, small things, small small things, things. like I can't hold because I couldn't breastfeed her, I had to like try to get the formula in the bottle, I'm spilling formula, i like, oh god, I can't with it. You Life is I mean? already difficult with a newborn. Right. It's already hard and to now add yeah. the difficulty of recovering from massive heart attacks, massive surgeries. Yeah. and But you know what, my aunt, my aunt she lives out, you know, a little bit further out in Metro Atlanta. She held it down she like to a the aunties. champion. A champion, okay? Like, I cannot... Like I might cry just talking about my aunt because she really held it down for me. While my boyfriend was at the hospital with me, she was at home with yeah. a newborn that she did not birth, that she didn't ask for. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I called her. I was like, I mean, I just remember telling, you know, my boyfriend before I went in, call my aunt, you know, tell her to come get Irie and the boys. And she kept them. She enrolled the boys in the school over there. Wow. They did so many things while I was sick, I mean, talk about a family that really came together mm-hmm. for the greater good of the children. You know, they did that. I already know the first gift, major gift I'm giving is to my aunt when, when the time comes because she held it down. And my daughter loves my aunt now. Like, just... It's just a beautiful relationship. And I don't even right. get in between it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's...
1: That's right. your baby. She was there.
0: You know what I mean? Like, that's your baby too. We gonna share her because... You did, she did it. I I can't, mm -mm, can't take it away, ever. So what has COVID been like for you? Especially considering your, I would assume, a high risk for... Yeah. I think COVID has been the same for me as everybody else. If anything, I'm more, I may be a lot more anxious than some people because I went from basically all last year, 2019, being on lockdown because I was pregnant and hella uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. To September, having the baby, still being in the hospital till December, the end of December, to recovering at home January through March. And then, as soon as I was able to travel, Damn. which would have been in April, I was going <laughs> to travel in April, COVID shut me down. I've been hard too. I've been salty about COVID this whole time, like sitting here trying to debate if I'm going go to the, go to Jamaica or not. Like, just like, you know what? I might suit it and boot it. And just go ahead and take that trip because things are different in Jamaica. This Mm. is a shit show here in America. Like this shit is crazy. And you're in the South. And you're in the South. So y'all have not. We um, have our governor suing our mayor of Atlanta. So it's just like, what is going on? Heard about that. Heard about that. I got some cousins (laughs) out there. And um, she was like, it's a total shit show. Out here total shit show i mean i'm just like throw them all away all the government everybody throw them all away start over they haven't even got hoping. kanye running for president i'm just like i don't what next that. i that next, is just, <laughs> just foolishness because i mean he didn't even file for the deadline or the thing so i feel like it's just him i don't want whatever skipping kanye i don't know I don't know. I haven't even researched it. That's how much I care about it. I'm yep. just like, oh Lord, what next I see Facebook? it in passing. As I'm scrolling, yeah, exactly. I see you I pause. Like, check in. Right. Let's see, just so that I'm not under a rock. Oh, this is right. still Okay. Then right, exactly. we're moving on. So has COVID um slowed anything down in terms of bringing Smile Jamaica to fruition? Has it put a pause or anything? Um, Definitely. It was paused for a while, but now it's not. It's actually unpaused today because my business partner just took a trip down there and she's about to start scouting all the lands out and making sure everything is great. If anything, the interest rates on land, pro tip there, have dropped significantly in Jamaica from what I've seen. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you are interested in purchasing land in Jamaica, just want to throw that out there or purchasing a house or abroad, the bank will actually cover your, or loan you up to 90% of whatever the cost of the house is. Wow. And 25% for any land. Up, uh, I mean, like you have to pay 25% down on any land and then 10% okay. on it. So, um, if you're thinking about Jumping out of this country. Try to think about it a little bit. Try <laughs> right. What's the date? When do I get paid. <laughs> right. I mean, they got some nice houses for $300,000. You know, you can put $30,000 on that thing and be gone. I'm just right. throwing it out there. Okay. Like, because it's crazy over here. But, you know, Smile Jamaica, I'm so excited, like, just to be here, you know, speaking with you about it and just telling more people about it. People are really taking extremely well to it, which is. Making me so happy on the inside, and you know, I'm I want the community, the the black community, the black travel community, a part of this project. Mm-hmm. You know, not exclusively, but right. Hey, if, if y'all want to support the crowdfunding on August first on Indiegogo, because that's what Girl I was going to ask you. How can you know, we support you? Yeah, so um, we will be doing a, another crowdfunding because the Kickstarter. That didn't work out as well. Mm -hmm. It worked because we got plenty of investors, but we want to still offer the community an opportunity to really show their support because we had, you know, over $5,000 raised, you know, so somebody wants to support. So on the crowdfunding, what you can expect would be a lot of local gifts. We have some custom made leather bags, Mm. the bath amenities that we'll have in there. Um, if you're into music, we'll have a bunch of, um, local artists on like a mixtape setup. up our cookbook. Cause I am a chef by trade. Really? <laughs> yep. I am a chef by trade. Interesting. So I love to cook. That's why I love that bed and breakfast of mine. Mm-hmm. So I'm, but with this cookbook, we actually collaborated with a lot of Jamaican elders. Mm. So I'm really excited about this cookbook because it has so many great, like old black recipes you know what I mean right right it's not going to a resort and asking what they have on their menu and just kind of like printing it out right so you know I'm there's so many things that I could say about Smile Jamaica at this point you know but really what I want people to understand about it is that it's a community resort we want your feedback we want you to be involved we want you to come obviously Um, We are super flexible. One thing I didn't mention was the technology aspect about it. Um, Check in and check out times. You can. It's flexible, just like with Airbnb. So you can actually check in as soon as you land in Jamaica. You know, you don't. I hate that having to wait until like if my flight arrives at ten a.m. What am I doing until 3 p.m.? Of course, I can okay. find something to do, but I want to shower. I want to put my bags down. I okay. want to, like... There's no check-in counter at Smile Jamaica. Mm. You take your phone, you check in, we'll tell you what room, how to get there on the app. And you, you can either use your phone as a key access or you, the, your personal host will come and let you in and give you the access to the room. I like so. that option because even if it's late at night. And you like don't want to roam around on your own. Right. You've got the option. Or if it's like in the middle of the day and you really just had like a terrible travel experience and you don't want to be bothered speaking to people. And, right. and that's another thing exactly. that I think a lot of people forget about solo travelers is that some of us can be a little particular and that's why right. we go by ourselves because a little, you know, we're better able to avoid the things that we don't want to be involved with and mm-hmm. engage more in the things that we do find interesting. So I absolutely like that yeah. flexibility. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about flexibility, giving options and really just kind of redoing the way we think about hotels and resorts. Like, it's so boring nowadays the cookie cutter type of, yeah, man, you got all this. Yeah. yeah La 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 You know, and they say yeah I'm not a lot in Jamaica, but it's not that old dread hat, you know, that's what I think about when the I think about stereotypical picture hat. that they sell like, you on everybody's <laughs> right. uh, movie. And it's not and, like that, you know. We want you to have a real authentic experience. And what you will find is that Jamaican people are not that different from you and me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? No, oh, it's tons of them yeah. out here. I live in New York, so <laughs> right. Right. Oh, yeah. you already know this. You already know. <laughs> right, it ain't nothing new. We're, we're all the same at the end of the day. I mean, even we might speak different languages, have different cultures, and what w- the way we do things and celebrate different holidays, and but we all go through the same bullshit. Mm-hmm. Everybody, same bullshit. Boyfriend done cheated on you. That didn't happen in Colombia. That not happen in Mad- Madagascar. Too, right? You know? like, it's the same. The same old bullshit everywhere. Everybody's dealing with it. Right. Know? So We're I have. Got to order wrong same old things it sucks for a lot of people in a lot of different languages and a lot of different beliefs and a lot of different viewpoints and a lot of different colors and it's just like this is travel it's and I feel like um what appeals to me and the in the ways that I travel is that not only the is it not a cookie cutter um experience but it's community sourced It's um, because I find that I want to do black shit when I travel. Like I I enjoy (laughs) doing black shit when I'm home. So I want to do, this is something that I actively seek when I travel. So having it, but I'm also very turned off by the idea of resorts. I don't like resorts because of the way it makes me personally feel like I'm so separate from the community. So this is something that I personally can see especially considering a lot of it is included, like all-inclusive plus. Because (laughs) I initially looked at the price and I was like, oh, I can't afford that. But then I'm like, sis, yes, you can, because you're absolutely going to spend so much more. Because I never do all-inclusive just because I don't do resorts. And it's just the idea of, well... I don't need three meals a day or I don't this or I don't that. But I absolutely see where if I go someplace and I spend separately how I'm going to spend the same thing. Or one day you would have saved a hundred dollars, but then the next day you overspent or you overshot because right. it's like you wanted to do something nice one day. So it's like you just and, have so many options. And you could choose what day you want to do the all inclusive plus. You don't have to have it for every single day. You can really? Saying, oh, on this day, on Friday, I'm gonna go out in the open and I want to eat here and do this. You could just buy all inclusive from one day. When I say we want to have max flexibility. Vacation, you're away. I can't do okay. the finger snap like they do it, but oh, that makes a fucking difference. Yeah, you really no, thought of no, everything. I told you That's all the things because I'm like I oh, uh, I can't afford. I, I, tra- I, the way I, I travel. travel. I travel. This is how I travel. This is what I wanted as a solo traveler. And when I talk to other solo travelers, this is what they wanted. That's why it seemed like I thought of everything because I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. I asked you without asking you what you wanted. You know what I mean? I have a question about that. How do you do that? What is your, now this is just in terms of the the research, like the business end of it. Like, how do you do your research? Because I'm certain I can't be the only person that, as much as I enjoy tinkering and digging around and Googling things, I feel like mm-hmm. I absolutely lack in terms, because I feel like there's a uh, an intelligent way to research, mm-hmm. and then there's like the average way to research right so how did you go about the the research end of it and the um investigative part and okay, finding yeah. people so, to work with and to trust yeah. with the idea the, the one thing I feel like people don't do and I didn't even do in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey was reach out to government um people don't really sleep on especially small countries like Jamaica they really want you to come and invest in Jamaica. They, they want you to be there. They want you to come in and bring your money Mm -hmm. to Jamaica. So when you reach out to them, they'll give you so many different resources to make building easier for you. Hmm. So, um, for example, um, the jam pros, that's the website. They offer you help with finding investors to an extent. Yeah. Um, giving you certain interest rates making sure that you can find a loan um, things along that nature anything that they can to support you um, they connect you to the JTB which is Jamaican tourism the tourist board you know make sure that you are listed on there I mean there's there's steps that you have to go but they're pointing you in the direction to letting you know where now as far as information research and marketing information I went to jtb.com online, whatever the website is, mm-hmm. the tour board website, they usually have free statistics listed on there. So you can see what hotels are doing what. You can see that, the, you know, there's X amount of rooms in Jamaica and they're going to add, they want to add this amount of rooms and people are staying in boutique resorts, you know, this amount. And they they break it down for you. That's where I get a lot of my information to kind of go out mm-hmm. on from that point. Um, The next thing I do, I was in a lot of different Facebook groups in a very non-disrespectful way to the person who owns that group. I would just ask questions. You know what I mean? Just, hey, um, how do you guys feel about XYZ at a resort? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to put out there, I'm building a resort. I'm just saying, have you ever experienced this? Have you ever experienced this at a resort? What's your favorite thing about this resort? What do you, you know... Look for when you're choosing a resort. Just asking questions, like really getting in the community Got and it. just kind of trying kind to of figure out um, what you what you want to do. The the third thing I can definitely suggest is to just launch at some point because you don't know who is watching you and who's going to want to come and be a part and offer value into what you're your building. That's how I met my business partner. Actually, I had the crowd at Kickstarter and I was just like, I'm just going to launch it. See what happens. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I wasn't ready. I wasn't. I wasn't ready to launch it. I did it anyways. And I got some Maya. And I got a $10 million investment offer. God damn. You know what I mean? Like, but I didn't reach the goal. So don't be afraid of failing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because the Kickstarter failed, but did it? You know what I'm saying? So it's like just really launching and putting different ideas out there. I had had three different Smile Jamaica Um. Concepts, I want to say, mm-hmm. and I basically put them out on the Instagram and press, you know, promote mm-hmm. to see what people were reacting to. And, you know, whereas before I would get like 20 likes or something, this Smile Jamaica has gotten over 10,000 likes. Okay. Collectively through social media. So, so I'm. This one's be the winner. This one works. You know what I mean? (laughs) And you, like, did you do the whole um, business plan and, you know, having stuff on paper? Okay, because I feel like that's generally where I drop the balls. I don't do the writing things on paper and stuff like that. What you could do to kind of, like, not get into maybe about a 30-page business plan would be to make a one-page. Make a one-page plan. Clearly state your mission. Um, I was always told from when I did my beep project, my um, act project, that a five-year-old should be able to understand what you're doing. Right. So make it as simple as possible. You know what I mean? As little words as possible, as small words as possible. And explain it out. Make your executive summary. Any extra points, just write it in as bullets almost. Right. You know, so I would just start there. And then a pitch deck. A pitch deck is a, another great next step. Some people write their business plan, then a pitch deck. But a pitch deck is just a PowerPoint that easily shows, you know, people what you're doing, the investor, what you're doing very quickly. And then you usually follow it up with the business plan. Okay. So pitch deck, one page. You want to put it on paper, though. Right. Otherwise, it just gets mumbled, jumbled up in your head. And you it's can. an idea and not a plan. Right. 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 So, yeah. I know it's not plans. You can, get ideas. Can, you hear the, can you hear the baby? Yeah but it's real life. Hello. Like, right. <laughs> I'm over it. Um, so just because I'm curious. So for the most part, did you have to like personally fund this or is most of it um, investor funded? No, right now everything is personally funded. All the renderings, the architectural documents and things that you see I paid for out of pocket. Okay. So it's there's still a level of like you're putting yourself fully into this this is a, I mean, so, a so far i've part. already put in at least 20k into this jesus project. <sighs> hey you have to do it you have to, if, if i always look at it like yeah money don't make no money hello and really if i'm not willing to bet on myself right how can i expect anybody else to bet on me yeah fair <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> that part So where can the people find you? How can we support Smile Jamaica? How can we reach out to you if we have questions about, because I took a bunch of notes because these are all different. Um, I'm absolutely going to email you after this, the little acronyms that I put down so that you can fix what I did because I absolutely was blown away by all of the pieces of information that you've been able to share but um, where can people find you to reach out to you for um, questions or uh, more information about Smile Jamaica, and to also um, stay up to date with when we can actually show up? Because okay. I'm absolutely on board with showing yeah. up. Like we I'm going to start the saving first my one points. open by January. It won't be the resort, the boutique resort, but we will have a set of eight villas built okay. by high season, which is about February, January. So, we want to have that done by then. Um, you can find us on Smile Jamaica and spell Jamaica all the way out, resort.com. Mm-hmm. Or Instagram probably is the best place to go right now, and that's Smile J A Resort. And if you want to reach out to me directly, you can go to T at Smile or just hit us up on Instagram. I answer that too. So, right. <laughs> Tyler, thank you so much for, one, being very candid and sharing your story with me. I absolutely appreciate that. And also for opening my eyes to a way to actually do resort travel that appeals yeah. to me. And thank you for taking the plunge to follow your dream and actually make this um A tangible and accessible option for solo travelers for black travelers for travelers in general but I care about us so thank you (laughs) for believing in yourself enough to make this happen so I appreciate you being here and chatting with me thank you for being my first official podcast and because of that we do want to offer you a four-night stay oh shit Jamaica when we open you can stay at the resort or you can stay at the villas. It's up to you. I'm there. And, and the all inclusive plus. So Thank you so much. I was already planning like, damn, all right, Jamaica. January, January. Yep. I can get time in January. January is easy. Present. Yep. Say yep. less. So. It happened. <laughs> Y'all heard it on the on the podcast. Right. You heard it first on right here, right? <laughs> I'm absolutely there. Thank you so much, Tyler. I really appreciate you Thank sharing you. yourself Thank with you. us. No problem. You all have a great day. You too. And hug them babies. Hug them babies for me. All right. All right, love. Thank you. Take care. You too. All right, guys. So thank you for listening to another episode of Traveling Ship Podcast. I'm absolutely, absolutely, absolutely going to have all the contact information. I don't know if you've seen it, um, if you're watching on the YouTube or just listening. I was... Definitely taking notes so that I can c- include all of Tyler's, Tyler's information in the description box below. So, absolutely, de- absolutely, definitely, without question, um, what else would, um, I can't think of any big T.I. words, but um, I believe in this project, and I'm so excited to finally be able to experience and explore a resort in a fashion that appeals to me, like I've said probably numerous times at this point. So... Guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, What is... uh, What are you... Commercial. Um, If you enjoyed the podcast, I'd really appreciate you, um, you know, liking and what do you call it? Subscribing on whatever platform that you listen to the podcast because I really, really take pride in the guests that I have on the show. And not only does uh, Travel and Shit being more um supported support me it also supports the guests that I have on the show and the projects that they are um embarking upon and their message as well as my message that travel is absolutely more than vacation there's a different way to experience yourself around the world that can absolutely benefit and um not just benefit but that will absolutely benefit and Encourage you to experience yourself, grow personally, um, even when you're home. So I would really appreciate it if you guys can like the podcast, leave reviews, and make sure you subscribe on whatever platform that you listen to. Um, Follow me on the Instagrams, underscore D-C-A-R-R-I-E. That's my personal Instagram. Or you can follow uh, the podcast Instagram, which is T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N, and s h underscore t so it's travel and shit on um instagram if you have any questions for me or for some reason you um need a different way or you know to reach um a a guest or if you'd like to suggest other guests if you know incredible travelers or if you know people that have really interesting travel stories or if there's something particular you're looking to um hear about or to have discussed on the show absolutely hit me up I'm really open to um, suggestions because this as much as it is a project of love for myself I absolutely want to make sure that I include content and information that is um, of relevance to you guys because other than that I can just leave myself voice memos right all right, guys, so I appreciate you listening. Don't forget that there's Travel and Shit merch. You can head over to travelandshippodcast.com. I've got um, new tote bags. I've got one um, over here in the corner. I've got dad hats, bucket hats, tank tops. Um, I want to say that those are the products that were most recently added to the shop. Um, to those of you that have been placing orders, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, it's been quite the... Um, outpour of love and I appreciate you guys I appreciate you guys for listening and I cannot wait to bring you another episode next week bye guys